Coming up on NRL Teams, all eyes are on Cam Munster. Will Melbourne's marquee man fight off a knee injury and be cleared to play in Friday's prelim final? No Viliami kick out for the Panthers. So can the Rabbitohs upset the minor premiers as they search for 17 straight wins and a spot in the decider? And where to now for the Roosters and Eels after they were both sent packing from season 2020 in straight sense? Hello and welcome to NRL Teams brought to you by Telfast. Yes, then there were four, only four teams remaining in the NRL Telstra Premiership. We'll bring you the prelim final lineups and the NRLW lineups in a couple of minutes. Uh, Robbie Farrar, Brett Kamali were truly in the business end of the season. That means the Roosters and Eels, they're gone. For the first time since 2009, two top four teams have been gone in week two of the finals. Let's start with the Roosters, Robbie. What do they need to do between now and round one next year to ensure they are another or an, a premier side again next year? Yeah, it's tough. You know, they um, halfway through the year, towards the back end of the year, they looked like they were streets ahead of everyone else. And then it, it all kind of just... Uh, they, they fell off a cliff there and they just looked like a tired footy team to me towards the end of the year. They had guys playing busted. You know, Cordner wasn't 100%. I don't think Tedesco was 100%. Luke Keery's had his issues with uh, head knocks as well. So they just... They, and they came up with some real fundamental errors, some stuff that you don't really see from a rooster side. Lots of errors, lots of passes going to ground. Uh, front rowers getting the ball on last tackles. So, look, I almost think they need to maybe change their style of play. It's been three years now where they've been at the top of their game and maybe teams are starting to figure them out. So you know, maybe Trent Robinson has a job ahead of him to reinvent the Rooster side going into next season. What about on a roster front? Yeah. Because they do have an ageing roster midway through the year. The Morris brothers lighting the yeah. league a, a light and we thought how good they were going to play on next year. But is that going to be an issue next year? Well, they've had three tough years because they've been the Premier. So every time someone goes and plays the Roosters, they want to beat the Premier. So mm. they've been up for a long, long time. The next 18 months, there'll probably be a roster turnover. You know, as you said, both Morris boys will probably be retired then the next year. Um, some ageing forwards will probably be, you know, uh, at that time frame where they might be asked to move on. And I really feel like they've got to be patient on Kyle Flanagan. The, the hard part about replacing Cooper Cronk is they bring in Cooper Cronk, who is the best game manager in the competition. They win two premierships. So I feel like he's wearing a bit of the brunt for the last few weeks as well, which is probably a bit, a bit hard on him at the moment. What about for the Parramatta Eels? Their 34-year title drought will continue for another year. What do Brad Arthur and his men have to do between now and next year to overcome that yeah. late-season collapse again? They need to be a lot tougher when the game's going against them. They need to show a lot more resilience when, when they're not the front-runners, when they're not flashy, when they're not going great. This is at 20 points to 18 on the weekend. Um, they don't kick the goal, then it all turns against them and they concede 18 straight points. It's just like they wave the white flag when it gets too tough. But the thing about not kicking that goal is, you know, the best teams are all about attention to detail. They had no one chasing the ball. They just assumed he was going to kick the goal. Goal up, uh, the ball hits a post, yeah. rebounds, no para players are there, you know, to, to get the scraps. Seahouse get the ball, go down the other end and, and you know, score a try. And you know, I just think, you know, in, in the... In the Big moments in the big games against those sides, they, they're just falling short and there's that mental barrier they need to break through. You, know, you talk about uh, Kyle Flanagan being a young halfback, obviously the pressure now is on the Parramatta halves, Mitchell Moses, we're in the brunt of it now and you know, he's been around for a while now and you know, is he the halfback to take Parramatta to that to that longer way to title? Um, yeah, the Knives are going to be out in the off-season and you know, it's going to be another... Um, yeah, long off-season for Paragon into next year. Danny Widler floated on 100% footy last night, Channel 9's program, that there could be a swap between Mitchell Pearce and Mitch Moses. But does that fix their issues if you bring someone like Mitch Pearce in? 
Yeah, I don't know. Look, Roosters got rid of Mitch Pearce, <laughs> you know, because he wasn't the one to yeah. take them to the Premiership, and uh, they brought in Cooper Cronk. They got back-to-back titles, and you know, uh, Newcastle have struggled, you know, to make the semis up until this year. So, uh, with Mitch, so um, yeah, if that's the answer, I'm not too sure, but. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of pre- a lot of pressure on Brad Arthur because you know, he's been there for a while now, and in my opinion, they had a really strong roster yeah. this year. But you know, on paper is one thing, but to be able to mentally come up with you know those wins in those big games, they just seem to struggle. All right, we've got to look back at uh, last week's predictions before the teams are in for this week. I think we'll see a low-scoring game this weekend. For me, the Roosters to beat the Raiders in a low-scoring game under 36 points. The Roosters are gone. I've got the Roosters two fullbacks scoring doubles. So Charlotte Kaslick and, and James Tedesco will both score doubles. Well, Matt, Charlotte Kaslick has come from the field. She looks like they're going to go straight to the tunnel. Uh, the bad news is negatives again for the gents. Uh, the good news is the teams, they're in for uh, round three of the finals, uh, the prelim finals. Of course, it all kicks off Friday night, 7.50pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. The Storm take on the Raiders in one of the great modern-day rivalries in the NRL. And the good news for Melbourne fans, Cam Munster has been named despite battling a a medial ligament injury he picked up against the Eels two weeks ago. The Storm could receive a double boost with Dal Finucan named in Jersey 18 as he pushes to overcome a calf issue he suffered almost two months ago. Tom Eisenhut is back on the bench after he fought off a calf injury of his own. He's in for Chris Lewis. There's still no Tui Kamakamika, though, he is battling an ankle injury. Ricky Stewart has named an unchanged 17, but there is some concern around Jordan Rappiner, who has a sternum issue, although I wouldn't bet against him because he plays through the pain each and every week. Tom Starling and Sia Soliola have both been named to start, although last week, Saliva Havili and Hudson Young started in their places. Surprisingly, Ryan Sutton has been named in Jersey 20. He was penciled in for a potential grand final return at best. Now, Cam Munster, all eyes were on him at training yesterday. He did get through the session with his knee heavily strapped. He came off in the 71st minute against the Eels. He's important to Melbourne, but let's see his numbers against the other 5'8s remaining in the competition. Don't know if it surprises you guys or not, but Munster, four tries for eight tri- and tr- eight try assists. Jack Whiten has the same amount of assists, but nine more tries. While Cody Walker and Jerome Luai both have 29 try involvements this year. Walker has scored more tries, while Luai has set up 22 uh, this year. So, Noddy, with those numbers in mind, why is Munster still so important to this Melbourne side? Well, I think he's a great runner of the football as well, because obviously Melbourne Storm play on the front of momentum. Uh, he can get him out of trouble with some just some individual line breaks. Left foot kicking game, um, strong defensive player, and I think just a big game player. So, you know, uh, as you said, I think, you know, I'll probably... The numbers for Jerome Luai was a bit surprising, thinking that how great a year Nathan Cleary's had. Um, but we know that Cody Walker is the, the shining light for attack for South Sydney. So I, I just think Munster's that big game player. Uh, Jerome Hughes is not obviously also a big halfback or, or a game-breaking halfback, so they need, they need Cameron Munster to play. 
Hopefully he picked up his mouth guard off the sideline a few weeks ago when he spat the dummy, spat the dummy a little yeah. bit. So hopefully he's got that back for a bit of safety. No doubt um, if he does play, we'll be back to his best. But if he does go down like he did against the Eels, especially early, Robbie, can the Storm overcome that on the run? I think so. You, you know, you've got Brandon Smith on the bench who can easily slot into the number nine jersey. And we've spoken all, all year about the ability of Cameron Smith then yeah. to move into the halves. So... Look, I think you, you probably take that risk with Cameron Munster, um, knowing that you've got plan B up your sleeve with, with the two Smiths in, in your 17. So um, yeah, whether he's 100% or not or, or not this week, I'm not too sure. But I definitely think if he's good enough to play, you get him out there. OK, so if Cam Munster, regardless of whether he is there or not or how long he plays, who's your game-breaker for the Storm, Noddy? Yeah, I think Cameron Smith's the best. He, Cameron Smith's the best player I've ever seen play the game. Uh, he's the best big-game player. He, he, the composure... The ability to build pressure, to come up with the right plays. His kicking game builds enormous pressure from that dummy half spot. Um, and as you said, there's, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because uh, there's no way Cameron Munster is going to be 100% fit. Um, and obviously Ryan Pappenhausen uh, won him the game uh, two weeks ago, according to the coach. But uh, you know, a couple of Daly M's, plenty of games from Queensland, plenty of games for Australia. And I just think Cameron Smith is the key. Because he, he starts to where the ball goes as well. He passes the ball. He touches more, the ball more than anyone from the Melbourne Storm. And he's he is my game-breaker. And plenty of games in the NRL as well. This could be his 429th and last game, Robbie. We don't know what he's doing next year. Even if his teammates don't know that, how big a motivating factor will that be for them this week? Yeah, look, I, I think it's a motivating factor because even if they, if they win this week, I think, I think all the talk within the inner circle of Melbourne will be let's send him out a winner. So I think... Yeah, if they were to go on and win the premiership next weekend, uh, I, in my opinion, I think Cameron Smith will go out with a premiership uh, in his last game. Um, so I, I think that's a, definitely a motivating factor, uh, factor for the Storm side. I, I think the good part for them too, they probably handled the week off or needed the week off more than Penrith. Penrith have got no injuries. They've had a couple of players of injuries. They've travelled every second week, day of the game. They're not living at home. There's lots of things that have been against the Melbourne Storm. So this week for them will be great. And, and we saw Craig Bellamy, they pulled apart Parramatta's defensive edge so easy in, in the finals of the week, first week. So I think Craig Bellin, who's been sitting there now waiting and waiting and waiting and have, having two game plans for depending who was going to win last week, they've been practising for days. Mm. Yeah, and sitting back on the Sunshine Coast, playing ping pong, tournaments, yeah. doing it all up there. Nico uh, Hines is the champ, wasn't he? That's right, Nico <laughs> Hines, congratulations. Uh, meanwhile, the Raiders, well, they sent the Premiers packing, but do they have uh, more left in the tank? Here's what Gus Gould had to say on Channel 9's 100% footy. The Raiders are a chance because they have troubled Melbourne Storm in the past. They did play in the grand final last year. They've got big match mentality. The Raiders, I still think, have got a peak performance in them. I still don't think we've seen their best 80-minute performance. And they can have a great night in defence. And if they have a great night in defence, Melbourne Storm's defence is not what it was. So that's the chance of the upset. Well said by one of the smartest and sharpest minds in the game. But to the contrary, Robbie, do you fear the Raiders may have played their grand final last week? Look, they, they could have because it was such an um, emotional game for them. Obviously, a grand final rematch. Everyone knows what happened last year in the grand final. And you know, Sticky had them up you know, to, to exact some revenge on the Roosters last week. But in saying that, you gain confidence out of winning those sorts of games as well. So you know, whilst physically it might have been quite taxing on them, I think they'd, they'd grow confidence knowing they've just... They've just eliminated the defending premiers. And now they go up to Suncorp, which is really nothing to lose. No-one's really given them a chance. Noddy wrote them off a couple of months ago. Everyone months else ago. Months them ago. Off. <laughs> but it's true. No-one gave them a chance. Yeah. You know, and they're one game away from a semi-final. And they got some battle-hardened guys in their side, some really experienced, tough guys. They produce a week-in, week-out. They're, they're probably not playing the best football they've played, 
but they just they just hang in there and find a way to win. They've got the best forward pack, I think, out of the four sides left. And when I say that, they've got the, the forward pack that can win the play the ball quicker than anyone. Like the, the momentum they got against the Roosters last week, the Roosters were unable to control. Yeah. That's how you beat the Melbourne Storm. You've got to beat the Melbourne Storm by not getting suffocated by their wrestle. And, and I think that's where Phil Gould is saying. They've got another pace to go to. If they can play the ball fast, win the momentum, win the middle, because it's seven and the six for the Roosters, are just, uh, for the Raiders, are just great runners. There's not much shape that come on the back. You've stolen my thunder there with my game break. Oh, did I? Well, yeah. Speaking there of forwards go. and men in the middle, well, if the article's an upset, who does Well, that's it? exactly yeah. right. And, and I've gone with Joe Tarpany as my yeah. game breaker for that reason because the Storm love to control the game at their own speed. Yeah. Defensively, they slow the ruck down, they get their line set, and they're really hard to break down. But Canberra have a couple of forwards that I think can really you know, up the tempo on the Storm. And my guy, everyone speaks about Josh Papali, who's you know, probably the best front row in the game at the moment, but... This guy, Joe Tarpany, he comes at you with footwork, he comes with speed, he comes with an offload. He generated so much ruck speed for the Raiders last week. And I think if he can generate that sort of ruck speed against the Storm this week, that's the Raiders' chance of really breaking up their defensive line. And, and, and the offload as well. Like That's the try you talk about there with, with him scoring last week. The footwork, he beat Hargreaves and Boyd Cordner cold. Like They're two great defenders, but if he can come up with the offload as well, because then that brings you know the 7-6 and six into the game for the Raiders. It brings Chance Nickel Clockstead into the game because... Yeah. I don't think the Raiders can afford to get into a set-for-set arm-wrestle type of approach to a game because they won't beat Melbourne at that style. But if they can make it fast and uncomfortable for Melbourne and play a bit of Adelaide football, that's how you break Melbourne's defence. All right, what about Dale Finuc? And if he is fit either this week or next, is he an automatic in? And if he is, who does he come in for? Oh, I think he is. He's too good a player to leave out of your side. I think uh, he's definitely near starting 13, if, uh, if not 17. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, he, he's a rep player, and for me, he comes straight back in. So whether yeah, he, he comes into the 13 jersey, uh, Big Nelson drops back to the bench, and, and probably uh, Tom Eisenhuth misses out. Agreed? Yeah, I agree, yeah. I think if he's fit, he, you pick him. You know, how he, he loves the big games. He's, he's that leader for him. He's played State of Origin. And I think what Craig Bellamy knows, if, if Dale Finucan is fit and able to play... His level of good and bad is very, very close. He offers the same thing week in, week out, and he has, he has a fair crack at doing it. All right, before we move on to the next game, I want to look at or bring your attention Ooh. to the record for both teams at Suncorp Stadium. It's uh, very good if you look at the Melbourne Storm record. They've won 15 of their past 16 matches at Suncorp and have only lost once there in the past decade. For the Raiders... It's a completely different story. All red, apart from one lone win in 2010. So they've lost 11 of their past 12 matches in Brisbane and haven't won there in more than a decade. So, Noddy, will those records have any influence heading into this match mentally, whether it's on the Storm or the Raiders? Yeah, definitely. I think for both sides. I think if you're a Melbourne Storm player, they've always spoken about they feel comfortable at Suncorp. They, they've, they've got a lot of Queenslanders, so the, the home fans are there for them. They've been winning. They're successful. They, they're enjoying the environment. The Raiders obviously don't like going there. There's hoodoos in, in the NRL because there's history of them. Like that, mm. that record is so poor that they'll have to speak about it. Someone will raise it for them. Last week it was about the motivation for, you know, for the grand final replay. This week now it's about breaking that hoodoo. All right, the Storm are rolling towards another grand final while the Raiders, they're still hell-bent on making the big dance and, of course, winning it. You can still get some tickets, although 29,000 have already been sold for this Suncorp Stadium showdown. Head to nl.com forward slash tickets. Uh, they're going for just $20 from $20, uh, but make sure you get in quick. All right, that's Friday night, but on Saturday we're in for an absolute treat as well. The minor premiers, the Panthers up against the Red Hot Rabbitohs. 
and this is at 7.50pm from ANZ Stadium. Penrith will be without one of their biggest strike weapons on Saturday night. Viliami Kikau is suspended, of course, so Kurt Capel will start on the left edge. That opens a spot on the bench for Spencer Lenu, who will play his first finals match. Wayne Bennett has named the same 17 that got the job done against the Eels. Jaden Sewer has been selected to again start in the back row after shaking off a leg injury in the first half against Parramatta last Saturday. So, a week ago, Viliami Kickout rolled the dice at the judiciary. He failed to have his charge overturned, so he will miss this week. Noddy, in the past, it would be a big out. Is it still as big an out as it maybe once was? No, not not like it was probably last year, because it used to be, it's like the under, on the 10s, Chuck Viliame kick out the ball and he scores and, and creates havoc. Where they've expanded their roster so much, you know. You got you know Stephen Crichton has come on the scene as a try scorer. Uh, Brian Tuo, you know the, the halves combination. Nathan Cleary, we believe he's going to win the Dalian Medal, so he's the strike player. And even Liam Martin, the the, the other back rower, you know, a few weeks ago he, he scored a couple of tries against the Sharks and, and terrorised the edge. So they've expanded their game. Uh, they're not just all about kick out anymore, but it's a huge loss, but one that's probably easily managed now than what it was in, in the past. Can I propose something? Sure. What about if we change the points for semi-finals and grand finals for suspension? I think that's a must. I, I think it's a must. I just, I just thought, yeah, it, what about if finals are worth 150 points and grand finals and origins are worth like 200 points? Because they're bigger and better occasions. Yeah. You don't want to miss a game because of that tackle. It was a dangerous tackle. There was a tiny bit of lifting. But is it a grand final qualifier? I feel like it's an annual debate we have. Every time someone's suspended around this time of the year or an origin match for a grade one charge, it's always debated. Let's talk to Graham Annesley. Graham, you watching? <laughs> Give Noddy a call yeah. after. Yeah, the I'll show. talk to you later. <laughs> All right, we've got to push on to the Rabbitohs. Of course, the last two years they've bowed out at this stage in prelim final footy. A loss to the Raiders in 2018. Uh, the Roosters in 2018 and the Raiders last year. As a player, do you go into this week knowing that? Yeah. And remembering that? Definitely. I think it, it can either work in two ways. Either it can be a hindrance uh, and it's, it weighs you down. Or, as we saw at the Raiders last week, where you want to go out and exact revenge on, on previous years and, and what history has shown. So, um, I, I just think the, Ra- the Rabbitohs have so much momentum at the moment. They've got so many points in them. They are coming up against a different beast this week in the, in the Panthers. Uh, one of the best defensive sides in the competition. So they're not going to find it as easy to score points this weekend. But, look, there's there's no hiding from the fact that they've scored almost 150 points in the last three games yeah. of football, and that's a lot of points. So there's a lot of momentum. Uh, they've named the same 17, so they've got some consi- consistency there in their side. Um, I just think if, if Penrith's not on their game defensively, the Rabbitohs can really put points on and put, put points on real quickly as well. OK, so who is the Bunnies game-breaker in this prelim? Yeah, we saw when we, we showed the number sixes earlier about the importance of Cody Walker. Like, he has to have a, a, a day out. Um, you know, you're right, you've scored over 150 points the last few weeks. The Penrith are the best defensive team in the competition, so they're going to have to come up with something very, very good to score. I, I think big matches also rely on big stars playing. They've got... Um, the Troll Mitchell's out for him. He's been out for most of the year, but I think this is where they'll miss him most in the big game, so... Cody Walker's got to have get the three points, get the man of the match, score a couple of tries, be the star if South Sydney are to win this match because I just feel like it's all going to revolve around him. What about for mm. you for the Panthers, Robert? Yeah, well, I've gone his, his opposite number, number six, Jerome Luai. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him this week. You know, everyone's spoken about Cleary, and Cleary's obviously going to be the focal point of, of the South Sydney side's defence, but 
On the other side of the field, you've got Luai, who's missing his strike back row. Mm. So he's got to come up with some sort of threat there on the left-hand side of the field. He's got to bring Crichton into the game. He's got to bring Capewell into the game. He's got to himself take on the line with his running game as well. And I think if he can provide a threat on the left, that's really going to free up Nathan Cleary as well. So it's a big game for Luai this weekend. Does he have to change the way he plays much without kick-out? Oh, Capewell will still run off him you know, and run in the holes. Uh, it's going to... You're probably not defensively as worried about Capewell, unfortunately, as you would for Kickow. You probably protect a bit more when Kickow's running at the small halfback. So, probably not changed too much. The other week, I saw a great story with, with all the noise and all the adrenaline that he brings to the football side. So, it's going to be interesting whether these young kids, first-year finals, they've won 16 straight, they're full of confidence. Do they still have that... Not lair, but they have that belief when they go into a grand final qualifier. Well, Jerome Luai is full of it, but it's not an arrogance. He just said it's confidence. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside. The Panthers, uh, they've been rolling on the back of that winning momentum since way back in mid-June was their last loss. So, unfamiliar yeah. territory coming off a week off. How will it affect them this week? Yeah, well, you know, we've spoken about how important the week off is, especially this year not having the bye, but the Panthers, I think, won 15 or 16 in a row, and they've gone into every week with that winning feeling from the week before. So... It's going to be a bit different for him this week, uh, not, not, having, not having come off a win the week before. So, look, I think overall it's, uh, the week off is a good thing because they're going to be fresh, they're going to be ready to go. But uh, it's just a little bit of a pause in the momentum that they've had for so long in their season. So uh, whether that's a hindrance or not, I'm not too sure. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they come out of the blocks on, uh, on Saturday night. I feel like both teams that have had a week off will, will fly out of the blocks because they're going to be so fresh, but it's going to be the game will be won the last 10 minutes in both games. And does South have that desperation of knowing they've lost two grand final qualifiers? Does that what gets them up to just drag yourself out of the trench in that last 10 minutes? Because you don't want to have that bad feeling at full time again? Don't know. If they start fast, the Panthers, surely yeah. they're going to be hard to chase down. I think that's the key. I think for them, they've they got to start really fast on Saturday night. I think the, the longer the game goes, being a young side, inexperienced side as well. I think South will grow in confidence as well. Now, South seemed pretty fresh to me, and I think I heard Wayne Bennett in his press conference talking about how you know, he freshened them up. You know, didn't flog them during the COVID period, really freshened them up because he wanted them to be at their best towards the back end of the year. And, and we've seen them grow and grow as the season's gone along. And you know, maybe the old super coach has got another, you know, another trick up his sleeve this weekend. He's won seven premierships. He's got a fair idea of he's what got, he's yeah. doing <laughs> Lyman wants to win one, so do those mighty <laughs> yeah. Panthers. They want to keep the dream alive, but will the super coach crush it this weekend? If you've got plans on Saturday night, get your red pen, put it straight through. Make sure you head out to ANZ Stadium, 7.50pm uh, kick-off. Uh, it's must-watch footy because the Panthers, well, they're in red-hot form, but so are the Bunnies. Tickets are from just $20. Make sure you head to nrl.com forward slash tickets. I'll be there. Hopefully, Robbie... And Noddy will tell all their mates to get there as well and be part of all the action out at ANZ. You want a premiership ring? You're telling us you're going to get no, a premiership no, no, ring. No, 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 no. That's what you reckon. Yeah. Well, premiership no. winning ground announcer. Yeah, oh, please. Penrith for all the team. That's the That's NRL prelims. The oh. NRLW <laughs> is also back for the final round this weekend. This is at ANZ during the day on Saturday from 12.30pm. The action kicks off with the Dragons and the Warriors. And Daniel Lacey's Dragons have been badly hit with injuries. The coach has only named a 19-woman squad this weekend and things could get even worse. Let's start with the definite outs. Isabel Kelly is out with a syndesmosis injury, while co-captain Kezi Apps is missing with a, a medial ligament injury. That means both are in doubt for Origin on November 13. 
Elsewhere, Jess Sergis, Tiana Penatani, Maddie Studden are all racing the clock to be fit this weekend, while Shakaya Tungiai is a chance of returning from a shoulder injury. If they are ruled out, the Dragons will have to recruit players from the local league and go through all the relevant COVID testing before they are cleared to play. As it stands, Rakia Horn comes on to the wing while Keely Davis and Alea Fasavalu Farmasili trade places in the spine. Georgia Page and Tayli. Holmes, former new back row pairing with Shaley Bent suspended for a pressure tackle and Tegan Berry and Jade Etherden are fresh faces on the bench. Let's look at the Warriors. Brad Donald has rung in the changes in the Warriors' last game of the year. Naomi Kara gets her shot at halfback with Simone Smith dropping to the bench. Hilda Peters moves to hooker with Samantha Economist promoted to start and Shania Power comes into the 17. Elsewhere, Tegan Harrington... Hardigan, rather, and Taman Levu come onto the bench. Snotty. So much hype around the Dragons. Last year's grand finalists coming into this year. They have been hit hard with injuries, but has that been the only failing of theirs this year? Well, they've been disappointing, haven't they? Because you, you talk about losing that grand final, coming back, being more desperate. They've attracted some, some better players, you can say, for the, for the competition this year. The, the disappointing thing is that they currently sit fourth on the ladder, so they're coming last out of the competition. Uh, we see there just simple drop balls. They've, they've really struggled to score points. They've only scored eight points. They've scored two tries in the whole competition. So uh, inability to build pressure, um, work hard. And you can say injuries, but it's only a four-week comp. You, you don't have many weeks to get it wrong. It's a common thread, though, in the NRLW. The favourites generally choke. Or... Well, don't be a favourite next year. <laughs> but how do they go in? If you recruit... Under the radar. Well, how, how, do you, how do you deal with that pressure? Because if you go in being the favourite, recruit yeah. the big names, yeah. it doesn't click hit. Well, that, that's the pressure under, and that's the that's the hard part, I suppose, about it. It's a four-week competition. You've got to get it right. Um, you know what? The Broncos seem to do it right every year. They've got it right back to back, and, and it seems like the Roosters have got it right this year as well. So uh, they all come in for the small amount of time. You've got to, you've got to get lucky with some injuries, uh, as what happens with the NRL game. But, um, yeah, they just don't seem to have gelled this year. What about the Warriors? Mm. Uh, they don't want to head home without a win, uh, Robbie. Uh, but we saw the men at the back end of the year, even when they were out of finals contention, they really dug deep against Manly and Canberra at the back end. Do you, do you think the Warriors will do that this weekend? Yeah, well, obviously a short competition. They've been living away from home and mm. you don't want to head back home off the back of three losses, uh, a wooden spoon, so to speak. So uh, you want to finish your year strongly, uh, you know, lift the spirits going into next season as well. So... Look, I think they'll be looking forward to this week. Uh, they'll probably sense that they're a chance against a, a, a Dragons side that's uh, you know, facing their challenges with a lot of injuries as well. So, you know, I think the women, you know, for the Warriors, will be, be looking forward to, you know, whilst it's been a disappointing campaign for them, finish on a good note, uh, go home with a bit of confidence heading into next season. While the Dragons and Warriors won't play finals footy or in the grand final, the, dra uh, the, the Roosters and the Broncos will. This is a grand final preview a week early, Saturday 4pm at ANZ Stadium. Let's look at the Roosters first. It looks like Jamie Feeney could be resting a few of his players ahead of next week's decider. Player of the round, Zahara Tamara, Samima Taufa, Hannah Southwell and Grace Hamilton have been replaced by Talina Simon, Melanie Howard, Amelia Murphy and Caitlin Phillips. Simon returns after missing last year due to pregnancy. That's a great story. She scored four tries in one game in the opening uh, NRLW competition. Elsewhere, Bridie Parker moves into the centres. Yasmin Meeks is in the back row. Kennedy Cherrington starts and Vanessa Foliaki drops to the bench. 
While the Roosters have had the luxury of resting some players, the Broncos don't. Tamika Upton has been named despite picking up a leg injury in round two, but Lavinia Gould is missing. That sees Shanae Sazolka move on to the wing. And last week's winger, Lauren Brown, named it hooker. Ali Brigginshaw and Taryn Aitken trade places, while Jessica Elliston is replacing Amber Hall in the back row. The Broncos have made the smart decision by entering a no contest for her hip drop tackle, which means she'll miss this week, but she won't have any carryover points leading into the grand final next week. A very unique situation, a grand final a week early. So how does that affect their preparations? Do you want to show all your cards this week, Robbie, or hold a few close yeah, to your chest? Yeah, I don't think you want to show all your cards. You still want to go out and put, a, put in a good performance because mentally, if you come up with a win this week, you hold that mental edge going into the grand final next week. But at the same time, I don't think you want to show all your cards. You want to leave something up your sleeve you know, for what's going to be the, the main game the week after. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how both teams you know, approach this weekend. All right, well, the Roosters, they've beaten uh, two teams in the comp already. They've got a third remaining, the Broncos, a team they have never beaten in the NRLW, but that doesn't seem to be a fear for Jamie Feeney. These girls, the attitude they've got to playing and, and how they're, they're playing the, the game that myself and the other coaches have sort of given them and have coached them over the last uh, month, um, playing that brand of football and and each turn, turning up for each other like they did on the weekend, I think um, we'll beat all the teams. It won't, doesn't matter if it's the Warriors or Brisbane or the Dragons. We'll beat all the teams. Is that a statement or an air of arrogance or extreme confidence? That's a confident coach. And, you know, and Jamie's been around the women's game for, for a number of years now. Uh, played himself and obviously, you know, he's got some quality players. I think, you know, picking up Charlotte Chas Chaswick um, throughout with the fact that there was no Olympics this year is a great bonus for him. Um, they've, they've had, they're the side that had all the hype on them the last few years, and actually they haven't delivered. So it looks like they've, they've got their act together. Uh, they, play, like, they play more over the advantage line. They've got some great runners in the backs. They just create some power. And I feel like they keep it pretty simple. So yeah, it's, it'll be... It'll be, I, I don't know what this week presents, but going to the grand final, I think it'll be a great game. So they've rested a couple of players. Do you still expect them to... Oh, you still want to win. I, I think it, it doesn't matter who plays. And Jamie Feeney just spoke about, you know, we're confident we can beat anyone. So whoever goes out in the park, they've got a job to do. They'll go full of confidence. They'll turn up. There's probably a few of the girls too. If they're resting a few players, you might want to push to play next week's grand final. You might want to make a good performance to say, hey, Jamie, why don't you pick me? Mm, fair point. All right, you can watch all of the NRLW and NRL action this weekend via our broadcast partners, Nine, Foxtel, Sky New Zealand, using the KO app or using your Telstra Live Pass right here on the NRL uh, network. All right, prediction time. We're already there. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Not it's over to I'll you. go first. Okay, I've got the Storm winning Friday night in Golden Point. And Penrith will win Saturday night by 10 plus. So you've gone four there. Two. Yeah. I was just going to say Raiders to win. I think the Raiders can, can beat the Storm. I was going to say Golden Point, but I'm just going to go Raiders to win. Because I said it, you were not going to go near it. I just want them, because you, <laughs> you wrote them off three months ago. Oh. So I wasn't the only one that wrote them off. They've done a wonderful job. Ricky, Ricky's done a very, very good job. Yeah. Can we get an apology down camera one? I'm sorry, Ricky, for writing your Raiders <laughs> off. I thought you were gone. And the resilience and belief you've shown in the culture of that football club is amazing. Well said. There you go. I think they've played those clips earlier in the year. You could be the reason behind why the Raiders Actually, have been... No, bag him again. Bag him so sticky from that this week. That's too nice. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's tomorrow... not what he said before the show, Sticky. No. 
Do you want to say, well, should we mention what Zach said before no. the show about Robbie Farrow being late? No, because uh, Wednesday our way is back tomorrow. Katie Brown will be joined by Tasha Gale uh, to discuss all of the NRL W news. Uh, Alicia Newton will also join them. That kicks off at 5pm right here on NRL.com. Make sure you join us next Monday. Inside the NRL is back. Uh, at a special time of 6pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, join Katie Brown, Jamie Sowart and Michael Chamis for this Dally and Metal special. Uh, you can find yesterday's episode with Billy Slater on NRL TV. No surprise, uh, we didn't get a start to that, gents. Back in second grade on a Tuesday, which will be back next week. Grand final show. Can't wait. Hopefully you enjoy the uh, footy this weekend and we'll see you next Tuesday.